Hey guys, it's Tyler. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast today where we talk faith, family, and focus in your life and your leadership. You know, juggling all of these things, it is so hard to keep track. Sometimes our heart can become so restless under the stress and the responsibility of all these facets of life. And that's why I wrote my book, Restless, Finding Rest in a Restless World. You can go to my website and get a free copy of that book, a free paperback copy of that book at tylerarobertson.com slash restless. So if you haven't done that yet, head on over to my website and do that. Grab a free copy of that book, Restless, Finding Rest in a Restless World. And with that, let's dive into the episode. Welcome to the Navigators Podcast, the podcast that equips men and women to steer the course of biblical Christianity in our culture today. Each week, we discuss faith, family, and the cultural trends that are sure to impact the local church. Join Tyler Robertson as we study God's Word together. Have you ever heard this cliche, if the devil can't make you sin, he'll make you busy? I think there's a lot of truth to that, don't you? Last time we were together, we talked about this very thing. We talked about what are you building? What are you building? What is it that what is it that you are working and striving for? Is it prosperity? Is it to have more stuff? Is it to have a high career? Is it to achieve a lot of awards? What is it that you are working to build? And I challenged you last time we are together that instead of building your life, Learn to build Christ's kingdom. We are put here on this earth to serve the Lord and to serve Jesus Christ and not to build up what we want, but to build up Christ's kingdom and lay up for ourselves treasures in heaven, the Bible says, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, where thieves don't break through or steal. And so we've turned the pages to this second chapter of my book, Restless, Finding Rest in a Restless World. You can find a free copy on our website at tylerarobertson.com. And we've turned the pages to the second chapter where now we, we, we are done looking at the first enemy of our rest, our first reason why we might be restless, and that is prosperity, the delusions of prosperity. Maybe we are restless because we've believed the lies of prosperity, but In chapter 2, we talk about maybe we are restless because we have a drive for productivity. Now, on the onset, we look at that and we say, well, there's nothing wrong with that, right? There's nothing wrong with productivity. But today, I want to talk about toxic productivity. This is kind of more of a buzz term or a new term, but toxic productivity. What does that even mean, toxic productivity? Let's simply productivity that becomes toxic in your life. It becomes so consuming of your mind and your body. It becomes so consuming of your life that you have become accomplished driven. Life consists more about the things that you can achieve than the relationships that you have. That's what happens oftentimes when we are restless on the inside, when our inner man has no peace, when our joy seems to be gone. It's because we've believed the lie of our culture that we've got to constantly be busy, 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 busy. Like I said earlier, the cliche, if the devil can't make you sin, he will make you busy. And sometimes we can be busy doing all the right things, right? You can... Let a good thing, 
or a right thing come between you and Christ, and productivity and work is one of those things. Now let me backtrack a little bit and say that God created us for work. Understand that. Understand God created us for work. God created us for a purpose, and work is ingrained in our purpose. It's ingrained in our nature and who we are. That's how God created us. So understand work is a good thing, and work is from God. We talk about it later on in the book, how work, just like rest, is a gift from God. So understand we're created for work, but what happens when that work becomes more significant in our life than that of Christ? When we we become and put more stock in our work and what we can produce with our hands than what we are doing for the kingdom of Christ. That, my friend, is when it becomes toxic. And like I said earlier, a good thing. Okay, doing a good work can become toxic. This also includes ministry. I think it's really hard to have a, a balanced uh, life and balanced priorities with work in ministry. And here's why: is because we're busy doing right things. We're doing good things day in and day out. And what can happen is we can get so focused on the program, so focused on the to-do list, and so focused on all the things that we've got to do that we miss the intimate moments with Christ. See, Christ wants to have a moment with you. Christ wants to do something for you. He wants to change your life through an intimate and personal relationship with Him. But oftentimes we are so busy working, as we say, for the cause of Christ, but we miss Christ. We've missed Him. We've missed the point. We've run around like a chicken with our head cut off, trying to do this and trying to do that. And we say it's for the glory of God, and we say it's for the cause of Christ, but do we go about it prayerfully? Do we go about it with Christ in mind? It's amazing to me that we can put on events, we can do all of these things, we can check off all these boxes, and if you're not careful, you can get so busy, you just worked God right out of it. And yes, that includes ministry. And so we've got to be very, very careful. But God has given us, by the way, and we'll talk about it later on, but God has given us the formula for rest. God has given us a way that we can serve him with gladness, and we can work hard, and we can work with joy, and we can serve him, as the Bible says, with gladness. There is a way to do that, but we've got to be very careful that we're not overweight, so to speak, in letting our work become our identity and who we are instead of Jesus Christ being the source of our identity. So what is some of the dangers of toxic productivity? Well, the first one we talk about in my book is workaholism. Workaholism. It's literally exactly what you think it is. It's a workaholic. You've probably heard that phrase before. But it's literally someone who is addicted to the work. Now, this is borderline laughable for some people because it's really hard for our brains sometimes to compute something as good as work being an intoxicating substance that strips the mind of awareness and senses from our emotions, right? But really, this is no joke. Workaholism is a real substance abuse problem that strips us of the gift of being present. Because here's what happens. We get so busy, so busy, so busy, so busy doing this and doing that, checking off this box and going here and doing this. We get so busy, and here's what happens. We fail to be present in our moment. 
As I said earlier, it's oftentimes you can get so busy in ministry, you fail to see Jesus in that moment. God is wanting to have a moment with us. God is wanting us to 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 sense our moment, to be in our moment, to be where our feet are. And yet we are so much in the future planning. We're so much in the future doing. We're so much in the future trying to go here, right? Trying to climb the corporate ladder, trying to do all of these things. And we've got this idea that productivity is going to give us rest. If we just work really, really hard right now, then maybe one day we'll have rest. And Jesus says that is not the way. Being addicted to your work is not the way. We can get so entangled with the end goal that we fail to stop and recognize the beauty of the moment that Jesus gives us. It's like that it's like when that little nag in your head won't let you leave your work problems at work, right? That's some of the signs of being a workaholic, right? You can't leave your work problems at work. Or if you go home, you just can't stop thinking about what's left to be done. You can't stop thinking what's left on the to-do list. Right? It consumes your mind. It consumes your time. And so what do you do? You frantically, you search for a narcotic to scratch that itch. And guess what happens? You end up cleaning out the closet for the hundredth time or dusting off that chandelier hanging from your cathedral ceiling. And by the time you've medicated some of the problem, you realize that the kids are already in bed with a mumble of goodnight and there's a cold supper you haven't eaten yet. Does that sound familiar? Sometimes we can miss our life because of work. And I'm not just talking about your job, okay? although that it consists very much of it. But we can become so addicted to it. I've known people. They are so, it's like they literally have a deep emotional attachment to clocking in and clocking out. And you ask them. They don't like the people they work with. They complain about their job. But yet it holds precedent over everything else in their life, over their family, over their church, over everything. So workaholism is a a real deal, and it's something you may struggle with. And I promise you it is not the way of rest that Jesus talks about in Matthew 11, and we'll get to. So that's an example of toxic productivity. That's one of the dangers, but not just workaholism. Another part of toxic productivity is hyper-multitasking. Hyper-multitasking. Have you ever heard that cliche, jack of all trades, master of none, right? There's some people out there that they want to literally be a master at everything. They want to try to do everything. And one of the telltale signs, I really think, of someone who has got their priorities out of whack in, in regards to productivity, in regards to what they do, is someone who tries to do everything. They just literally try to do everything. They can't, they have an inability to focus. It's really hard to just stay on task and sit down, do something, finish it, right? Because we're busy texting a friend, busy grabbing this, busy watching this, halfway watch a video on YouTube of how to fix your car because it's got a problem. And then we pick up the phone, we make a phone call. While we're doing that, we type out an email, forget to send that email because we're scrolling through Facebook, right? There we've, we got so much. There's so many things to grab our attention, right? There's so many distractions out there. And we see so many different things, so many different images, businesses trying to constantly uh, get after our dollar, right? Get in our wallets, 
businesses putting flashy signs up and all of these things grabbing at our attention, social media and and streaming networks and shows trying to grab our attention, trying to grab our time. And if we're not careful, we can live a restless life because we are trying to do everything all at one time. We get ourselves into a lot of trouble when we try to do everything all at once. We think we have to experience everything. We have to go here. We have to see this. And we, what we really do is we paralyze ourselves by trying to have a widespread menu while our quality of life is pretty subpar. It's like the Chick-fil-A versus McDonald's mentality. right? Chick-fil-A, if you were to go to a regular Chick-fil-A, worked there for several years in management and loved it, absolutely loved it. If you were to go inside of a Chick-fil-A, you would see on their menu a pretty much limited menu. I mean, there's a lot of restaurants that have a lot of different menu items. Chick-fil-A is not really, they don't have like a ton of things. I think they've widened it some than what it used to be. But they have good quality food. It's really good. It's really, in my opinion, it's really good. And if you disagree with me, you know, you can unsubscribe from this podcast. It's perfectly perfectly fine. We can part ways peaceably. It's perfectly okay. But uh, I love Chick-fil-A. Okay, I love Chick-fil-A. And I think they have good quality food. Now, understand, okay, McDonald's, on the other hand, we all know their food is cheaper. You may not pay as much for a chicken sandwich, but they do a little bit of everything, right? Everything is kind of, meh, in my opinion. It's all subpar. It's all, meh. Well, we do a lot of things, but it's meh. Chick-fil-A, limited menu, high quality stuff and sometimes that's what that's how we live our lives we live our lives like a mcdonald's menu it's like we want to do all this stuff but we don't truly experience not just experience those things but experience the fullness of christ in those areas of our life we try to go here and do this and do this and do this and do this and christ is saying "Whoa, whoa, whoa let's cut off some of that and let's focus on this one area Right? Let's let's zone in. Let's lean into this one area. It's like the picturesque teen today. Sitting on a lazy boy with headphones or listening to music, playing Xbox with their friends, watching the game on another TV, texting a buddy about the new Star Wars movie coming out, trying to somewhat psych himself up to do his math homework. Right? We are so busy. Sometimes that's what goes on in our head. We are so busy. Busy, And we medicate our restlessness by trying to drown it out with the world's alluring fancies. But why play such a dangerous game with your life? That's my question to you. There are actually alarming consequences of multitasking. And this is actually, I'm not a doctor or a professional or anything, uh, but this is coming from a professional by the name of Guy Winch, a licensed psychologist and author of Emotional First Aid healing, rejection, guilt, failure, and other everyday hurts. He gives these conclusions about multitasking. He says it can cause memory loss. I don't know about you, but I need to cling to my memory. Okay, I need as much of it as I possibly can. Right? It can cause memory loss. It increases distractibility. Plainly said, you walk into traffic and, well, you die. (laughs) All because... Right, You were trying to change the podcast episode and listen to the new Dave Ramsey Show episode on how to manage your finances well. You're just going through all this stuff and you get hit by a car. Right? Not cool. 
it increases distractibility. It can give you an addiction to the universe inside your pocket. You know what that is? Your phone. Okay? And this is a sign of a multitasker. One of the biggest signs I think of a multitasker is someone who cannot put their phone down. Some people need to break up with their phone. Seriously. They need to break up with their phone or they they need to go down to Walmart and they need to buy the biggest roll of duct tape they can find and just duct tape their phone to their forehead. Because some people are so addicted and so stuck on their phone because they're trying to do everything. They think that that little universe inside their pocket is going to give them rest. Like it's going to let them check out for just a moment. Or it's going to help them get things done. And then what you find is someone who literally can't put their phone away. And now they've, they are more emotionally attached to their phone than the people under their roof. And that's the sad reality of many American homes, unfortunately, today. Multitasking can also, it is proven to increase chronic stress. You try to do all these things and get all these things done, and it increases your stress levels. But not just that, it increases depression and anxiety. I don't know about you, but we don't need any help, especially in our country and in our culture. We don't need any help with those things, depression and anxiety, right? Trying to do will literally kill you. And acting like you have superpowers can leave you a super mess. It's one of my favorite quotes of the book, by the way. Acting like you have superpowers can leave you a super mess. Because that's so true. You are intrinsically and uniquely human, so stop trying to be a superhero. It's not all up to you. Stop multitasking. Stop wasting your life away trying to get all these things done. Say, God, help me. Help me to have Holy Spirit focus. Something that's helped me in my life when it comes, especially when I find my head spinning and I'm trying to to get through the day. Or I'm just trying to get through the week because there's so many things that need to be done, but there's not enough hours in the day, right? You ever been there? What I do in those moments is I say, God, what do you want me to do? I literally put it all away. I put the list away. I put what I what I what what's in front of me. I put it away. I clear my screen on my computer and I ask the Holy Spirit of God, God, what do you want me to do in this moment? And it's so many it's so crazy how often he changes my plans. Because I think I gotta do this first, then this first, then this first. And it's amazing. When I surrender that moment to Christ, when I surrender that moment to the Holy Spirit of God, it is amazing. It seems like at the end of the day, I get so much more done. You know why that is? It's because his timetable is so much better than ours. Stop giving in to hyper-multitasking. Stop trying to do everything all at once. And for heaven's sake, please don't be addicted to your work. Don't be so attached to what you do that you miss the reason why God has put you on this planet. Yes, he's put you on this planet to work. Absolutely, work is a good thing. But understand that when you elevate your work above your Christ and God-given purpose, that's when it becomes toxic in your life. That's when it begins to destroy the relationships in your life. And next week, we'll continue this thought of toxic productivity. And what are some other things 
that we can allow in our life in regards to the drive of productivity to steal our rest from us and to keep us restless. Thank you for listening to The Navigator's Podcast. Visit tyleraroberson.com and subscribe to our readers group for helpful articles, podcast updates, and book releases. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you want to read more articles, listen to more podcast episodes, or find more resources, you can go to tyleraroberson.com. tyleraroberson.com and subscribe to all of that. We would love to have you as a part of our community as we grow in our faith, family, and leadership focus.